Okay, I'm going to start the music right now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our fearless beer review, then we get into our vinyl pickups. That leads into our songs of the weekend. We wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. Go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts because that's all that matters. That's what really matters. So go do that, please. We also have a phone number you can call, leave a voicemail, send us a text. Tell us what you want to hear on the pod. You know, we'll probably listen to you. We'll probably make fun of you. I don't know. Uh, The phone number is 503-893-5307. Also, join our Discord. Um, You can find the link on our socials. Get into that. Um, now let's, um, that, that's it for the boring intro shit. So let's, uh, just mm-hmm. get right into the fearless beer review. What do you got, Jeff? Go. I, um, I, I don't have anything special today. I just have a Stella. Oh, must be nice. Yeah. Stella It's pretty, pretty exciting stuff. This is, we're just trying to get through these at this point. We got, we bought them real cheap and then realized they're not even that good. So yeah, they're all, they're, they're not bad though. They're, it's, it's they're like filler beer, filler beer. But like that's what it is. It was like eight dollars for a twelve pack, Oof. which is crazy cheap. cheap. So cheap. So I bought like five twelve packs. God damn. Because <laughs> that's what I do when I see something like a good deal. I buy all of them, and <laughs> I should not have bought so many. So yeah, probably not. Yeah. So now I'm stuck with all these Stellas. So I'm hopefully when when, when everybody comes out, I'll be trying to pass these off, these Stellas off on you. Um, hey, I'll so, drink them. Yeah, I'm know, easy. That's 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 fine. Um, but in, in better news, our boy Raul. Oh, yeah, he's here. He let the review. Did he? He did. Oh my god! Oh I my know. god! It's been it's what been did a he while. Say? Uh, so here we go. He says, "Yeah, thin like William Powell in a leading role. <laughs> this one is not off to a promising start. Feel is like Myrna Loy in a corset again, thin like." But the taste, you know what? Like a fatty Arbuckle feature, it's not all that bad. Light grains, light malts. Okay. <laughs> fucking weirdo. He did like the gen. He's got to be older than us. No, yeah, I know he has to be. He's, oh, he's so fucking funny. Because I, I don't. I mean, I just looked it up. But Myrna Loy, I've never heard of her, and she's yeah. That's she was born in 1905. So. Oh. Wait, yeah, how, wait, how old is he? Raul? Yeah. I don't know. So like reference, to reference somebody at that age. And, and yeah. I've, I've heard the name Fatty Arbuckle, but I don't know who that is. But Fatty Arbuckle, he was born in 1887. <laughs> I've heard the name too, but I don't know what it, I don't know what he's done. Yeah, he's just a silent film actor. Okay. 
Right. It was a silent film actor, yes. Yeah. But yeah, like these, uh, he's digging deep here. I don't. I do enjoy the the deep references though. Unless I'm, I'm a um, little impressed. Unless it's like like purposeful, because because William Powell's an old actor too, probably from the same era, the silent film era. So maybe he's he's uh, I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's saying something here. Maybe like Stella's old and he's saying it's old. Oh you know what yeah. I mean? I don't, maybe there's something these, deeper going on. Are these English actors as well? Yeah, because I mean, not, like like they're they're from I think all the East Coast. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say, isn't Stella considered like the wife the wife beater beer? Or did these people like beat their wives or something like that? Well, one of them is it was a woman because she's dead now. Well, yeah, but yeah, one from Maybe Kansas. She beat herself. I don't know. <laughs> Pittsburgh and Montana. That's where they're all ah. from, or where the three Damn, were. You from. looked that up fast. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I looked up Myrna as, as I was as I, when we started the intro music. I looked up Myrna. Oh, okay. I'll be sure to say the fucking name. Myrna? Myrna? Myrna. No, it's Myrna. Fucking Myrna. Oh, actually, Myrna. it's like the other guy. Two of them were in the same movie, The Thin Man from 1934. Oh, and it's called The Thin Man, just like how thin the beer is, right? Yeah. It yeah, all comes together. That, it all comes to... Look at that, man. These references. He's a he's a film buff. That's yeah, what he I is. Wonder, that's, where, that's who Raul is. Man, because the, the Myrna and... William Powell were in The Thin Man, but I'm looking up right now real quick to see if Fatty Arbuckle was in The Thin oh Man because that would just like blow my mind if <laughs> if he was. If he'd like quoted three different people, I don't know. From the I, same movie. I don't think so, though. No, nah, it's not The <laughs> Thin Man. All right. So you got, yeah. you got a lovely Stella, a lovely, yeah. lovely Stella. Uh, so I got this one based off of the, uh, the label. It's called... It's called Robot Panda Hazy IPA, of course. Uh, it's from Hopworks Urban Brewery. And uh, I've had Hopworks before. I don't remember where they're from, but that's okay. Um, yeah, just it's, a, it's a, literally a, a robot panda on the label. And <laughs> it's a, uh, it's, I think it's a 20-ounce can. It's, a, it's a, weird, a weird size can, but whatever. So I got it. Pours out quite golden, quite nice. It looks very nice, like a, a solid hazy. Hopefully it is solid. Uh, so you ready to, to take a sip? Oh, I didn't, dude, I haven't opened mine yet. I've, oh, okay. I've well, been, that's fun. I've literally done well, nothing. No work whatsoever. I will say, I will say Raul did not leave a review for my beer on Beer Advocate. So got nothing there for you. But uh, also after we take a sip of the, the, the drinks, we do have a three-point rating system where three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer. You're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. So... Are you ready to drink your beer now? I after am all now. that. Uh, after okay. all this. After all that. Okay, here we go. So. Hmm. It's not bad. Huh. Okay. The is not bad. <laughs> that it's you've not had bad. a million times. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, I've, I always forget what it tastes like. I always feel like it's it's too much like a Heineken, so I don't want it. But it's not at all. It's not gross like a Heineken. This is this is a lot better. It's not skunky enough to be a, a, a great Heineken. Yeah, it's it's just like water. It's, it's almost like a Stella Light, this thing. It's, that's fine. Wait, there's a Stella Light? No, it, it, I'm saying it's so thin and so boring. Oh, that okay. It, okay. It, would, it reminds me of what would be a Stella Light, if there was a Stella Light, which I don't think is a Stella Light, because it's not a Stella Light. It's a regular Stella There doesn't need to be a Stella Light. Just like well, yeah. there doesn't have to be a, um, a Corona Light. It doesn't um, need to be there. Corona Light's good because... It's not good. Corona's disgusting, and even with a lime, Corona's disgusting. But Corona Light, you still get a little bit of that, that Corona flavor, but it's just mostly uh, just like a water beer. It's fine. Yeah, eh. It's fine. All right. 
So what would you uh, what would you rate it on the three point rating system? What do you got? You know, this is uh, this is a two because I have to drink more. We have more, and I do get this sometimes when I'm out at a bar. If if like if I go down the line, there's just nothing that I want, and I'm not in the mood mm-hmm. for a Coors Light with lime, then I, I'd, I'd pop a Stella. But like, actually, you know what? It, it's weird because there's a bar down the street from our house called Teakwoods. It's now closed, but mm-hmm. they only had. They had PBR, Coors Light, Miller Light, Bud Light, just like all of the bottom-tiered shit, right? <laughs> and then Stella on draft. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, why okay. You, why, why did you splurge on the Stella? Like, out of all <laughs> things, like, who the fuck cares about a Stella? Even Stella's not even high-end. Come on. No, when, even when, though it's when, imported. When your other tap handles are Coors Light, Bud Light, Miller Light, Budweiser, Michelob Ultra, and Stella. That is, the, that is, the, that is a sign of a fine, fine dive bar. It's one of the bars where you throw the peanuts on the floor. <laughs> oh, yes. Those are, oh, man, I love bars like that. So classy. So, but it's, it's such a cool concept, right? Because it's it hides all disgustingness on the floor. And, That's a good point, yeah. yeah. And, like, I don't know why it's okay. And, and maybe post-COVID, this is never going to happen again. But they give you, like, a big bowl full of peanuts. And you know... <laughs> yeah. And like the more you drink, the less you care. But you know, because I'm doing it, I'm licking my fingers because all the all the good salts on my fingers. Oh, that's so disgusting! And I'm sticking them back in the peanut jar, right? <laughs> and they don't throw those peanuts away when we leave. They put them right back under the bar top and for the next <laughs> customer to get in there. So that's licking that's, all the good salt off your fingers. Like at first, I'm like, I'm not touching those nasty. But then you, know, you get a little hungry. You get two, three, four, sixteen beers deep, and you you don't care anymore. <laughs> that's the way it is, kid. Oh man, only you, it's only you. Would you not? Would you not indulge in the peanuts? No, I would indulge in the peanuts, but I wouldn't lick my fingers. You think I'd you never lick? I never lick my fingers. I haven't what licked my fingers you, since I was a kid. What? I haven't licked my fingers since I was a kid. Yeah. What about when you're eating like 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 nope. spicy nacho Doritos? Nope. You have all the. No, what do you I do with the dust in your fingers? I wash it off. I go oh to a sink. God. I wash it off. Have you not? So like you know when you eat a lot of the like sometimes you sometimes it's like a one bag night. And so you, yeah. you're, you're digging in there, <laughs> and, night. and it's like caked on. Like you know, it's caked on your finger. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, you just I know. waste it. I wash it off, man. I don't lick it off. No. Wow. Nope. Dude, that's I, a, I, that's dessert. I can't even bro. tell you the last time I did it. I can't even tell you the last time I did Dude, it. I shove my finger so far down my mouth, it's not even funny. So often, it's ridiculous. You, you, you start to gag, right? Yeah. That's how deep you mm-hmm. stick it. Yeah. Whole hand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm a big an fucking mouth right there. Disgusting. Nice. I know it's disgusting, but I still do it. What do you want me to do? That's fine. No, I, I'm not judging you. Yeah. I just not. All right. So, to give yours a two, uh, my robot panda. This is an okay IPA. I hazy IPA. I don't think I'd ever go back to it, but it's definitely not bad. Maybe if I was at Hopworks Urban Brewery and I, it was the only hazy, and the only other the only other thing they had were like stouts and reds and stuff like that then i'd get it again but outside of that i'll pass i'll give it a 1.8 1.8 out of uh out of the three so not terrible it doesn't have a lot of it doesn't have a ton of flavor to be honest and not super carbonated there's nothing really there to to kick you but whatever it's good okay so 1.8 out of three you gave yours a two out of three good stuffs um Let's get into our vinyl pickups. What what do we get? And um goes into our song of the week. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. Not a lot, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I had a lot of backlog I was going through. I got rid of a bunch of stuff. I like to listen to things twice now. Just so mm-hmm. I can let me just 
I've listened to things twice now just so I can be sure that I want to keep it rather than just keep it because I'm a collector type of thing. Yeah. Helps, you know, sift through the 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 mediocre stuff. So here's some here's the stuff that I kept. Right? Okay. Uh first one is is the band Vanilla Fudge, their second album called The Beat Goes On. Mm-hmm. This is from 1968, and Vanilla Fudge, their first album, is just absolutely fucking killer. Absolutely killer. This one is fucking weird. Like, Why really weird. It's not even an album. It's just a sound collage, and it's pieced together, uh. almost completely, totally random, and it's in four different parts, and it's just, it's magnificently dumb. Like it's just it makes no sense and it's so was it in, stupid. Was it intentionally supposed to be dumb? No, the band hates it. It was like the manager went on his own and, and pieced together a bunch of different things and they do like what? like a lot of um uh like medleys of, of various songs of the time, like the Beatles and then they, they in they did like two other things and all together and it's just it's really weird. And it's yeah, just that is really weird. It's so dumb. Like it's it's laughable and it's it's funny. So I'm gonna keep it because I liked listening to it because of how stupid it was and how like 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 it's not even ambitious. It's just stupid. <laughs> well, <laughs> if it wasn't even made by the band, I don't understand how the manager could have put it out without the band's consent. The band fucking hates it too. Like there's there's like liner notes in there and you can tell like the band does not like it and then interviews post this album comes out they they say they've listened to it like once and they fucking hate it they hate their manager he's an asshole but (laughs) (laughs) it's funny it's it's good times but damn dude like their first album is killer it really is so that's 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 something to be proud of i guess (laughs) and then they come out with that shit it's wonderful there are parts to it that i think could make like decent like psychedelic rock songs yeah but it's but then it stops and just it's got like a drone voice and it's like looped backwards and it goes on and on and on and on and it's just like dude why this is not innovative this is not ambitious this is not cutting yet this is just stupid <laughs> and it was ni- 1968 you said yeah i think it was the same year that their their first album came out 67 or 68 so i mean even at that point i i don't even think like what doing stuff like that is that unique in itself there was there was a lot of like avant-garde kind of things happening in the mid to late 60s so it's not it's not anything revolutionary style yeah i mean the velvet underground did a lot of good stuff in the (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah their third record's great but those first two woof i don't know about that so yeah i got i got that one that was a that was a freebie so you know all right there you go not too worried about it um Another band that that I like a lot and I discovered through vinyl collecting, Black Oak, Arkansas. Yes, good band. This is uh, this is the third album that I have by them. This is their first live album. It's called Raunch and Roll. <laughs> 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 oh, it's so good. This is the guy. His name's like Jim Dandy. This is the guy that like David Lee Roth clearly modeled himself after. And oh yeah, definitely. It's like no if, ands, or buts. And I, I, I was trying to look to see if David Lee Roth ever said anything about it. And there was like one time, like very, very obscure interview that he gave at one point that mentioned the band itself, not Jim Danny the singer. And then okay. they, and then I was like getting deep into these Reddit threads about it, and people were saying like, oh, like of course he didn't. He he didn't know who Black Oak Arkansas was. They were nobody's. And then someone else pointed out, like, bro, they sold millions of copies per their first, like, three albums just because they weren't Van Halen big. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean that people don't know who they were. 
So, exactly. Like, clearly, he's a fucking complete ripoff. He did it better, though, to be fair. He did it better than Jim Dandy was. He he improved on the image, but he ripped off mm-hmm. his image, which is fine. That's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. If he did it better, then yeah. it's fine. I mean, it, so. that's music. That's what music is, is ripping off somebody else anyway and doing it better. True, 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 true. But this I mean, is fun David stuff. David Lee Roth is one of the greatest frontmen of all time. Yes, for sure. Like top five. Absolutely. Without even, I'd say top three, yeah. With, with, without even like thinking about it, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Ham, Rivers Cuomo, just, you know. Like. Jonathan Davis. <laughs> that's funny. I threw a stupid one out there. Then you threw a stupid one out there. That was good. That was good. That was quick. But yeah, this is, this is good. This is fun stuff. It's just good, hard blues rock. Lots of it fun solos. Really good drum solos. It's just everything you want from like a live blues rock band of this era. So it's it's good. All right. Uh, what um where did it when did it come out? Like after their third record, after their second, or what? This was I think after their second record, maybe okay. at the same time as like their third record came out. But their biggest record is like their fourth, and this one was before that. Like it's called High in a Hog. Is like their fourth record, and this one came out before that one. Okay. I have one Black Oak Arkansas record. I don't even remember the name of it right now. Is it just like them on the cover standing on the top of a car or something? It's just like a little square in the middle. Yeah, of the, a little square and then the white, yeah. the white, big white border. Around yeah, it. that's that's your first album. Okay, it's a great record. I mean, Hell I yeah. would never, I would never purge it, but yeah, it's it's really good. But I don't know how much, how many more records I would ever get by them. And I see them all the time when I go to record stores. I always in like the bargain bin or like the five dollar bin. It's oh, damn five dollars for bar. So like my, I have three Black Oak Arkansas records now, and I paid nothing for all three of them. Of course, that's I would nice. never. I mean, this this album is good. It's great. And so when I say that I'm not going to purge it, that's based off of me not paying anything for it. And and a lot of times so I go to dumb. like a lot of times I go to all those and I'll pick out like his fifty cent bin and I'll pull out, like I pulled out like Bob Seger stuff. Like oh, everybody likes this album. I gotta listen to it. And it's supposed to be fifty cents, and I pull it out, and it's in decent shape. And he's like, "Dude, just you can just have it, just keep it." And so, like a lot of times, <laughs> I get so like sad. freebies like that. But like the Bob Seger, I'm sure in California is an easy five dollar record. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. But I would never Nothing pay that. Here. Yeah. So you know, I feel you. Like I, I, I don't blame you for not buying a lot of these B team bands because, like, why would you pay five dollars for this when it's probably not worth five dollars, but it's worth free. It's worth free. Yeah, it's <laughs> worth free. For sure. For sure. Uh, uh, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. For sure, bro. Uh, the next one is something that I've... I've Carol King, her album Tapestry, the Tapestries. Dude, I see that album fucking all the time. I know. I do too. And and I have Why? three of them. Or I had three of them. Now <laughs> I have two of them. Now I have one of them extra. Because they sell. It's an easy 5 $6 sell. People buy it. And so finally, I was I was going through all my records. I was like, you know what, dude? Like, I've I pulled out this one and I pulled out a Stevie Wonder because I see it so many fucking times and it always sells. I said, there's got to be something about it. And Carol yeah. King is just, dude, she's written so many songs. She's she's a fantastic songwriter, just on on that level. Yeah. And this is like her biggest album by far. In 1971, her second album. And so I was just like, fuck it, I will I will listen to it. I listen to things twice now, like I said. And so if I don't like it, I'll put it back in the purge pile because I'm selling records on Saturday. Not a big deal. But uh, it's fucking good. It's, it's, is it really? What it's, is it, like folk rock or what? It's just generic soft rock. It, I mean, her voice isn't really set any records. Nothing mind-blowing about this. But it's just one of those albums that like front to back 
it's melodic and it's really easy to get into really easy to listen to and it's like it's like she writes songs as stories to tell to mm-hmm. like you like at a campfire very not condescending in any kind of way just just very like of the people just very very proletariat very nice very easy Okay. It's good. She kind of has this like Stevie Nicks sort of way about her, and it's 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 just very delightful. And her voice is just it's just good. It's not, it's not like Janis Joplin good. It's like Janis Joplin good, or uh, I think know, higher I th- or what? I think Janis has has some merits to her. Not my thing, but agreed. agreed. Like you think some of the huge singers, right? They have something unique about them. They they can belt out the 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 tunes, or they can sing real high, or get real low. Carol King is just, she's like the jack of all trades. She's just kind of like good at all of it. She's not great mm-hmm. at all of it, but she's just really good at all of it. And it's and it's, 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 it's interesting to see how many people have gotten big off of her songs. And like James Taylor, You've really? Got a Friend. That's a Carol King song. And there's I didn't this, know that. Dude, like, like listening to this album, I, I was like, oh, fuck, dude, like this is a Barbara Streisand song. Because unfortunately, I know a lot about Barbara Streisand because someone listens to a lot of Barbara Streisand. <laughs> And like, like, like the. Oh my god, that's oh my. It's annoying. It's so fucking. It's so fucking annoying that I know so many Barbra Streisand songs. I thought you were gonna say like your mom or something. No, it's because yeah, fucking friend of the pod, Sloan, my roommate, listens to Barbra Streisand. He doesn't even like Barbra Streisand. I don't know why he does it. But that song, Natural Woman, uh, Aretha Franklin's Natural Woman, that's a Carole King song. I did not know that. Holy shit. Dude, when you look into Carole King and and what she did for music in like the '60s and '70s and and just. I don't know. Everything surrounded like pop music in New York. Mm-hmm. Fucking a man. She's written so much, hundreds of songs, hundreds of songs. Okay, maybe thousands. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to listen to that because I mean, like I said, I, I'm not gonna buy it, but I'll probably Spotify it and and check it out because yeah, I see that fucking record every time I go to any record store. I see it in like the cheap bin, whatever cheap bin there is. It's always it, it, there. It makes it's not cheap, like because it's you know it's just like shitty, but it's um. There's so many copies. Yeah, they just made so many fucking copies of it. So that's that's why it's in the cheap bins because they made you know probably a trillion of them. (laughs) But it's good. You should check it out. It's really good. All right, we'll do. We'll do. Um, What else you got? That's it. I I, now goes to my album of the week. Yeah, I um. Like I said, I had a lot of backlog so, that yeah, I listened to, and I, I got this? I got rid of a lot of them. Huh? I will. I was I was going to say, what's the story of your uh, your pick of the week? Because it's it's definitely weird, and I'm curious as to where you got this record. <laughs> oh, dude. So 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 local record store down here, uh, Uncle Aldo's Attic. He always he always hooks me up, and and he always calls me and says, "Hey, I'm buying records from this guy." He has all this other stuff that I don't want. I'm not going to sell because either it's either just he has too much of them, like the Carol King. You know, he yeah. already has 14 copies that he doesn't sell all the time, so he doesn't want this one. Also, you know. Yeah, no, I get it. And then sometimes, like this album, it's not in the greatest condition. I thought this was in pretty damn good condition, but it played fine. Well, <laughs> your 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 idea of good condition is very different from a record store owner, and even. Even Desi calls you out on it. I've no, seen. He, I've, I've he, heard he, him call you out on he it. He calls me out for buying. I mean, I'll buy shitty, shitty records that are in <laughs> tore up condition. That's fine. But I know they're in tore up condition. <laughs> and this record is not a cheap record. This is like a twenty five dollar record all day. Easy. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay. But it's it's Manowar, their first album, Battle Hymns. This was in that pile that that he that he sold me for for like twenty bucks. 
And also in that pile was was like some ACDC stuff that it's not in great condition, but I'm going to price some of the ACDCs at like seven, eight dollars because that's what oh, they're worth. Sell for sure. Yeah. yeah some of them, like I would buy it if I didn't already have it. I would buy it for seven dollars. It's a fucking steal. Yeah. So yeah. this was in that bin and I've heard of Manowar. I know what they are. I've just never heard any of their music because I'm with you on that. I just I mean, not that I, I just don't care. I don't care. The name's kind of goofy. And my, my, my relationship with like hair metal and, and stuff, any kind of metal from the eighties is not, is not a good one. Um, but, but Except this for poison. Is, yeah, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was a colossal mistake. <laughs> one of the, one of the worst things I've ever done. Uh, but yeah, right, man, Manowar, I threw this on and I, I, I like this. I like this a lot, not because I think it's, it's, it's like great just because I think it's really fun and it's funny. And uh, the song that I chose first was Manowar, the, the title track, the band name. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of funny that like the band name and the song name is, is on the first album. That's cute. Yeah. Cause I think it's. Sign. I think it's funny. It's it's funny to to yell your band's name in a song, and it's it's so stupid. And then the other song I chose after that was uh, like a kind of mashup, a medley. Williams Tale is what it's called, but it's mm-hmm. all done by the bass player. And I thought really? that was yeah, dude. It's all bass in that song. I thought you wait. You didn't put that second song there for any particular reason. No, just because it's because of what it sounds like. I mean, I guess it does sound like that. Are you, are you thinking like the Metallica? No, 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 no. It sounds like uh, King of the Hill. Oh, well, Think I mean, the, the William Tell Overture, that, that, that itself yeah. kind of sounds like, like King of the Hill. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I, I but, put it, I put it there because it's all bass. I didn't know that was all bass. No, I, I didn't realize it either until I was like, that's pretty fucking good. And then I was like, you know, that it kind of cool. sounds like bass because it reminds me of, of what's, what's on, what's the song on Kill Them All where it's like all bass. And Anesthesia. Yeah. I said, you know, it kind of sounds like that because when I first heard that one, I was like, you know, there's, this sounds like a bass, but there's no way like he did all of this. And then you look yeah. into it and like, holy fuck, he did. And this is the kind of the same thing. I was like, yeah, it kind of sounds like it, but I don't think so. And dude, it's all bass. But I think this band is super fun. And they have like the Guinness record for being the loudest band ever. Just oh the most God, obnoxious dude. records. <laughs> and it's almost like they're, they're like the guar of hair metal or of like the early 80s metal or something yeah and they don't like none of their (laughs) records do very well but they've sold like over 20 million copies really no way they're massive they have a huge like following i always see i I see their records pretty often but they're always like 25 plus or like 20 25 plus and i'm never gonna buy them because i've never heard their music so i've never had a a reason to but even now i don't think i'd go spend i don't i wouldn't spend 20 dollars i wouldn't either record but knowing what this sounds like now, I may spend ten dollars on this. I already have. It, I wouldn't. But if I, knowing now, I may spend like ten dollars on this. Yeah. But they even got they they got Orson Welles to narrate like an intro on one of their songs. What the fuck? And I guess like later that's on so in their weird. discography, they got Christopher Lee to narrate some stuff. Like, oh, that's so cool. I don't understand. Like this band is so fucking popular. They're so massive with like their <laughs> underground following. And like the 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 death to false metal, that's like their they coined that term. Oh, I didn't know that. That's wow. that's them. Yeah, and they met they, because because like they were like 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 bass techs and firework manager for Sabbath, and then like a lot of the guys what? met on like a Sabbath tour in the early eighties. That is so weird. I'm looking at it because I, I just wanted to see like if they had like a weird look like War does, 
No. And it's not nothing nearly as crazy as Guar, but man, dude, their style is so um It's stupid. It's so like it's so dumb. It's like so He Man and very uh I don't it's not Viking, it's just like it's so stupid. I but it's cool. Like there's like some of their later albums too, they they attribute to like the first of the Viking metal to to this band. <laughs> I mean I, I can kind of see that. And knowing okay, so, so so looking through the pictures on Google you could tell a lot of this stuff was taken and put into a spinal tap. Yeah. Like a lot of the costumes are very spinal tap as well. So they very clearly took from man of war and obviously so many other bands, but stylistically, yeah. That's why I like, I like this because if they took themselves seriously, like Iron Maiden did, this would be so irritating, but I really think this is just goofy and fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. You could, you could tell just by the, the sound of it. And it's, it's more it's like it's like a weird blues rock mixed with 80s metal. It's really weird, but it's not nearly as cool as Sabbath was. I don't know, they they're an interesting band for sure, but yeah, like I said, I would never buy spend more than probably 10 bucks on a record for them. But should this I play the song Man of War? What? This is their first record, 1982. This is this is their debut. Yeah, 10 bucks I'd spend on it. 10 bucks. That's it. But um, I don't know. Like you can play either one; doesn't matter. Whatever. I'll, play, I, I'll play. I like the what? first song, the the Man of War song, because they yelled their name, and I think it's hilarious. I mean, then I'll play that one. So, Man of War. so, so here's a Man of War by the Man of Wars. Man of War for Man of War from the debut record Battle Hymns, right? Battle Hymns. <laughs> isn't that um? Isn't that a uh, Tom Morello song? Yeah, Battle Hymns for the Broken. <laughs> that song's so dumb. Oh, that song is so it's so cheesy. <laughs> oh, it's gross. Oh, it's so gross. Uh, <laughs> I will say too, like kind of hearing this song again, it's almost like they're. they're not just making fun of Iron Maiden, but also making fun of uh, 
Dio, uh, Dio when he was in Black Sabbath. It has a lot of that same kind of uh, sound and style as well. It's it's pretty. It's it's good. It's good because it doesn't take itself seriously, like you said. Do you want to play the other one too, or no? I don't matter. What do you want to do, kid? It's your pod. That's up to you. I know it's so. It's totally up to you. What do you want to do? It's a cool song. It's, okay. it's you know, it's all bass. You don't have to play it though. No, I can play it right now. Where are you playing? Here, here we go. More. Okay. <laughs> Here's a uh, Williams Tale. this album come out 90 uh 82 yeah okay so it was a year before kill em all because i'm thinking like maybe they were making fun of making fun of the anesthesia but no kill em all came out in 83 i mean it's kind of weird if you listen to the whole album these guys are good that like they are very very talented it's just i think um i think they just wanted to have fun whereas metallica right off the bat took themselves very seriously and I think these, these guys didn't at all. I think it was a mixture of also kind of thinking like, yeah, they're, they're, that they're good, but they're not as good as like the really popular ones. So it's like, let's kind of, you know, I guess cut our losses a little bit. And that's true. Just kind of have more fun with it rather than trying to be the best. Like it kind of reminds me of like when Lars Ulrich, when, when the produ- when Bob Rock, the producer told him like, you don't have to be the fastest or the best just play like how you want to play. And that's why we got the black album because Bob Rock told him to not try to sound like, you know, fucking, uh, what's his name? Dave Lombardo from Slayer. Don't try to play as fast. You don't need to play that fast. Play for the song. And then Lars was ruined ever since. I know the, the, Lars, so. the only drummer to get worse every, as, <laughs> as time went on. It's remarkable. It's truly remarkable. But yeah, no, it makes sense. Like, like these guys are really, really talented. But just because you're really good at your instrument doesn't mean you can write good songs. And and mm-hmm. we see that with like Ingvy Malmsteen and that oh, genre of, of crap music. So <laughs> yeah, maybe these guys just just couldn't write good songs, and so they just uh, said, "Fuck it, we'll just um, you know, we'll have fun, we'll have a good time." And they do. It seems like it. A lot of records too. They have like fucking sixteen records or something. A lot of stuff. Damn. They have a battle hymns. They re-recorded. It looks like they re-recorded this album in 2010. Yeah. <laughs> Did you listen to it or no? No. I I wanted. To, I kept meaning to, and I forgot. I want to know what when when Christopher Lee came. When Count Duke. When did he come in? I don't what know, song did question. he do it on? Like that's that's what I should have brought to this that I did not. Hmm. It looks like they they re-recorded four of their records. Actually, I wonder why they did that. I wonder if it was for like um. Legal issues, like with record labels and shit, songwriting stuff. I, that is possible. I mean, if if everyone else can go on these fucking 
20, 30th anniversary tours. They can too. Yeah, it's true. All right. And, yeah. What? No, what were to, you going to say? To subtly like sell 20, over 20 million copies from a band like no one's really, like really you've heard of them? That's Yeah. It's crazy. Maybe seen the name. Maybe seen the cover. But that's it. Cool ass name. I like the name. I do too. I really like that. Cool cover artwork too on some of the stuff it looks like. Good stuffs. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, that's all you got for Man of War, right? Mm, that's it. That's it. That's all. So uh, let's get into my my backlog as well a little bit. I didn't listen to a ton of stuff. So uh, here we go. We'll start with Sam Hain. I uh, got their first record. We talked. I talked about them last week. I got that comp. Uh, this week I, got, I actually got their first record, Initium. Came out in 1984. Um, I mean, if you didn't listen to the last episode, this is this is the band that Dan, Glenn Danzig created after he left the Misfits, dissolved the Misfits. Uh, there's even a couple songs on here that were supposed to be on a Misfits record, but he actually brought it over for Sam Hain. And uh, I mean, this is just it's a it's such a great extension from Misfits to his solo stuff. Like it's it's one of those those weird instances where you can really hear that transition between the two the two styles and it sounds really good. I mean, I still think Sam Hain is better. I, I prefer Sam Hain over the Glenn Danzig stuff, his solo stuff. Okay. Just, just throwing that out there. But, uh, but yeah, this is a solid record and it's so annoying because you can only really get bootlegs of these records of the Sam Hain records, uh, because they were ever only pressed once, if at all. So getting a hold of like an actual real official pressing will cost you like a thousand dollars. Damn. So, but I mean, honestly, you can go into so many different record stores and you'll find a Sam Hain record because that they've been bootlegged thousands, maybe even a million times. Like, they—that's all you really find are fucking bootlegged Sam Hain records. How much do the boots annoying. go for? Like between like eighteen to thirty dollars. Oh, that's not bad. Because both of mine, both of mine, I paid twenty-two for. So no. not terrible. Yeah. No, not that's terrible. all right. And some of the bootlegs have like you know cool color uh, color variants as well, so it's not like they're always all just black variants. Like the <laughs> the comp I got last week, uh, that's like a a really cool orange color, like Halloween pumpkin orange. So it's pretty cool. PC okay. man, it's annoying when the bootlegs take more time to put out a record than like the actual artist or the label did in the first yeah. place. Uh so it's so silly. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so Sam Hain picked up that one. Check it out. If I mean, it's not on streaming services because Danzig doesn't seem to like this music for whatever reason. And he has like all the rights to it. So I don't know why it's never been. It's not on any streaming sites, but whatever. Uh, this next one here, you actually, you know, got me to buy this earlier this week and it arrived on Friday. And it's uh, CCR, Credence Clearwater Revival, oh, live yeah. at Woodstock. This... uh obviously obviously is their performance at Woodstock in 1969 but it was never fully re- the full concert was never released until 2019 and that's what this is so it's the full performance the last two songs Suzy Q and uh not keep on chugling keep on chugling yeah comes out to be like 22 minutes long combined <laughs> you know and the, and the whole the whole last the whole fourth side of the LP is just uh Suzy Q it's super cool super super cool yeah. And um it's I mean dude, they just sounded so they were just at their peak. They just sounded so good live. It was honestly you couldn't even tell that it was live, really. I know. Until they start to like jam talking. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, or like they would jam a bit here and there, but otherwise yeah, you would never know. It's crazy. Even for like shitty 
sound system that Woodstock even used. To, I don't know. It translates so well to the vinyl and the remaster and everything. It sounds so good. That's pretty much it for CCR and the, the Woodstock performance. Uh, the next one here is uh, a, a group called Shakti. The album is called Shakti with John McLaughlin. So this group was consisted of John McLaughlin and uh, a few other uh, Indian musicians. And, uh, and yeah, they put out three records in a year and a half. Uh, but this one, this one that I got called Shakti with John McLaughlin was their first record. came out in 1976, a couple years after Mahavishnu had broken up. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, this, is, this was so good. I mean, you would really like this, Jeff. This was like him just going to town on, a, on an acoustic guitar mixed with like crazy violin and just some really cool Indian just instrumentation behind it. It was, it was solid. It was really cool. I wasn't expecting this because I, I had remember, I, I don't know if you remember, but a couple months ago I got in a, a McLaughlin record with, uh, with another violinist and like half of it was John and the other half was like, like, um, like classical pieces. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. So, well, this one's completely not that this is like a true integration of, of all of their, the influences and sounds. And it was really good. I, if you ever see it, just pick it up. It's so it looks good. like it looks like the the guy that plays um, one of the percussionists on this Zakir Hussein. He played on a lot of Mickey Hart stuff, if not all oh, of really? Mickey Hart's solo albums. No shit, I didn't know that. Great for Dead. I did notice though that the the violinist uh, Shankar, uh, I forgot his first name, but it, he goes by Shankar. Uh, he he played violin when uh, Jonathan Davis's band for like three years, oh. and he played on Jonathan uh, Davis's solo record. So. In like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Fall, huh? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say fall. I would say you know, you know, what a what a peak, what a peak <laughs> for him, you know, know getting to work that. with JD. But, yeah. but no, I mean, it's it's kind of cool going from working with John McLaughlin to Jonathan Davis and and reading kind of a little bit about him. He's worked with a shit ton of artists throughout the decades, but uh, pretty should, cool stuff. You should open up that Planet Drum, the Mickey Hart Planet Drum thing, and listen to it. Oh, the one I got for you. Yeah. I yeah I could, I could. You should. Speaking of that, speaking of of records that are yours, do you want that at the drive-in record that I have the bootleg? Oh yeah. Like to actually keep and listen to and not sell. Do I you mean, want it? Because I mean, I paid thirty for it. I think I paid thirty for. Yeah, I paid thirty for it, or thirty-five, thirty or thirty-five. I don't remember. If you want it, it's still sealed. Just, so just you can, want it, can you just bring it, bring it, bring, bring it. it? Because I, I want to say no. I want to hold out for a copy, but you know, I, it's not going down in price at all. True, true. So I don't know. I don't know when a copy for me would 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 happen. And thirty bucks is not a bad deal. If for whatever reason it gets a repress, I'm only out thirty bucks. That's not. That's not. It's not terrible. Terrible. And it's a color variant, so there's that. Yeah, I mean, for now, I'm going to say yes, tentatively. Okay. I'll probably end up just taking it. I figure you would, but yeah. I did want to throw it out there because I want to give you first dibs before I go and sell it because I, obviously I have, I have an original sell anything. copy. I'm going to. I just have a lot, and I'm, I'm overwhelmed. You not anything. Do you know, because it's, I'm, I'm overwhelmed with the amount of stuff I have, and I kind of don't know where to start. It's just, you just sits there. You you are like one of those people that just sits on really cool albums that everybody else wants. No, it's, but the thing is, I don't want them. I don't want them, and I I want them gone. But then I just, it's one of those things where I don't know where to start. I don't know where to begin, so I haven't done it yet. 
I mean, at worst, you could just sell it to a record store. They're going to give you 30% of what it's worth, but at least you know you can just sell it to them. True. I know. But I don't want to do that. Yeah. Fuck that shit. So, but anyway, yeah, whatever. So let's move on. Um, Next one here. Uh, I got this one from you. You got it from some random lot. And I thought it's a Bob Marley record. But, and I totally forgotten what you had told me about this one, but it wasn't actually a an actual record of his. It was a comp, and it was the Legend comp. So I put it on, yeah. and I'm like, why? Why is it? Why are all these like hit songs on this one record? How the fuck do you not know that's a I comp? I forgot. Well, no, well, no, because the 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 jacket is for a different for an actual one of his records. Oh, it's for Kala. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So so I threw it on, and I'm like, well, why? The first three songs are like big, huge bangers that were wildly popular i'm thinking like there's no way these three songs were on this one record and then i looked it up and i'm like what the fuck this makes no sense so then i stopped the record and i looked i'm like oh that totally forgot so it's legend i got legend i mean which i'm not mad about yeah i mean it's a it's an amazing comp and i i'm not complaining at all it's just i felt so stupid because then i i immediately remembered you you and i talking about that but yeah so i got that one i mean self-explanatory like one of the one of the more successful comps ever you know sold of all the, time so the actual comp cover has a picture of his face and he's kind of like looking to the left or the right or something yeah it's it's the most recognizable thing cover i, I as far as bob marley goes like ever it's mm-hmm. every, i actually have two copies of the legend comp right now oh my God. sitting on a wing to sell. <laughs> of course you do of course yeah. you do. i'm not gonna keep them i don't want i don't want a comp but yeah, I got two of them. Must be nice, but I think I I think I paid five dollars for this. So yeah, it was super cheap. It was very cheap, so I'm not and complaining at all. Yeah, those comps are easy. Twenty twenty five dollars. Yeah, all day. So it's good to have. Good to have. And it, you know, I've noticed since I've started collecting records, it's kind of nice to have comps. It is. It sometimes is. you don't want to listen to an entire record. You just kind of want to mix it up a bit, and yeah. that's perfect for comps. Yeah. And I realized that once I got that Nirvana one. The, the the Nirvana greatest hits, I mean, they're hits, yeah. But it was still kind of nice to like jump from album to album when I was going through it. It was it was nice. So. No, I, I I agree. Comps are not the enemy. Sometimes, yeah. agreed, 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 agreed. Yeah. So I got two things left. Uh, this first one I got from White Rabbit Records. Um, uh, it's Les Baxter. He uh, he's kind of one of the the three guys who kind of brought in Exotica music in the 50s, uh, along with Martin Denny and, um, and um, dude, I'm drawing a blank. But yeah, Les Baxter was kind of like, him and Martin Denny were the first. And uh, I got this compilation. It's called The Original Quiet Village. The guy gave it, it, w- it didn't even have a price on it. I'm like, hey, so I'm interested in this. What, what do you, how much do you want for it? He's like, three bucks. I'm like, cool, whatever. And it's, um, the comp is called The Original Quiet Village. So this has, because Les Baxter was the one who wrote the song Quiet Village that Martin Denny really popularized in 1959. And, but this, the original song was written in 1951. So this comp has the the original Les Baxter version along with like, you know, a bunch of his other bigger songs throughout the years. And it's a really good, it's a really good album and I really dig it. If you're into Exotica music, that isn't as like, you know, animal sounding as Martin Denny, you'll you'll like this comp. It's good. Oh, Les go. Baxter, Les Baxter, he is. I mean, I like Martin Denny more, but Les Baxter is just so good. I always think of Arthur Lyman. 
Arthur mm-hmm. Lyman, Martin Denny, and Les Baxter were the three Exotica guys from the fifties and sixties. So I don't know. Get into it. I mean, it's it's a it's such a great genre of music. I love it. I know you hate it so much, but whatever. <laughs> I don't hate it at all, dude. All you do is talk shit about Martin Denny. I don't. I have like three of his albums. Yeah, and you still talk shit. I I don't. I just there's too much bird noises. <laughs> Which I mean, that's to each his own. If you like the bird noises, that's fine. I mean, Juan Esquivel, the other another guy that does like the space age shit. There's a lot of weird noises that are off putting for him. But I mean, the bird. It's like the Tiki Room at the at Disneyland. That's that's what I feel like. <laughs> I love the Tiki Room. It's a fantastic show. But yeah, but it is kind of annoying at times. The right comic relief. But it's not as bad as like as as I make it seem. I mean, even like Quiet Village, it's like the first track. You know, is it, and after that, it, it tones down a lot. It's not continuous. <sighs> it's fine. Yeah, it's true. It's true. All right, so I got that one. Les Baxter. Uh, the last thing here is also kind of in the I don't. That's not in the Exotica realm, but more the the Bossa Nova Samba. Uh, this one is called A Certain Smile, A Certain Sadness. It's uh, with Astrid Gilberto and Walter Wanderley. I've talked about Walter Wanderley a lot on the pod because he was the, he's just like a famous organist uh, and, you know, just conductor who just wrote just really, really cool sounding bossa nova and sama music in the 60s, 50s and 60s. And he teamed up with Astrid Gilberto. Uh, she, had, she did all the vocals on this one, obviously. And, uh, and if you don't know who she is, she was uh, married to... Um, oh my God! What's Gilberto's first name? Zhao. Zhao. Yeah, Zhao. Yeah, Zhao Gilberto. She was married to him. She was on the f- very, very famous gets uh, gets Gilbert gets Gilberto album, and she sang on two of the songs. You know, "Girl from Ipanema" was the biggest one. That's like where she kind of blew up was because of that song. And uh, and yeah, so this is uh, her and Walter and. It's everything you would you would have expected. It came out in 1966, and it's just this really cool mas- mashup of her like really awesome vocals with his signature organ sound, and it's it's really good. It's really really good. I highly recommend it. I just came across it randomly. I was just going through a like a bargain bin, and it was like three dollars, and I was really happy about it. I'm really happy I got it. I mean, yeah, that's a that's an easy easy pickup. I've never seen this. Otherwise, I would, I would pick it up. And then looking into it a little bit too. After I, I listened to the whole thing, because oh, did you really? Yeah, it's a nice. fucking banger. It is the guy so that, good, dude. The guy that produced it, is, uh, I forgot what his name was, but like he's remember. worked with so many big names, and he was like one of the guys that would like sign the Bossa Nova artists to Verve, like the American label. But mm-hmm. he also like was the one that signed John Coltrane to Impulse. Oh, I didn't know that. Massive, massive stuff. He worked with like Wes Montgomery. He worked with Jimmy Smith, a bunch of huge names in jazz. So this is just like a monumental, like jazz bossa nova album. Late sixties. It it's really fucking good. I, I mean, I I can't recommend it more. It's it's fantastic. So here's a here's a, I mean, the, just every song is such a banger. But this one I really like is Summer Samba. It's nice. So here's uh, Astrid Gilberto and Walter Wanderley. Someone to 
have it summer samba so nice from astrid gilberto and walter wanderley man this is uh this is quite quite a quite a great record i i have nothing but good things to say about it obviously so check it out go buy it if you ever see it in the stores or just go to spotify because most most people who listen probably don't fucking collect vinyl or care but just go listen to the record it's fucking great so bunch of losers agreed Fucking losers! Why would you go? Why would you listen to all of your music in one convenient platform where you can spend thousands of dollars <laughs> listening to it in a, an obstructive round disc that you have to flip over constantly? Idiots. Yeah, be smart like us. Be smart like us, people. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so that's all I got for my vinyls. Um, do you want to move on to some new music and stuffs? You know it. Sound good? Okay, so uh, honestly, none of the songs we're gonna play. We're just gonna talk about them real quick. Unless you really want to play the Limp Bizkit one. No, that's all right. Okay. So, well, let's start with new albums. Um, the Used, of course, they had to put out a deluxe version of their new record, Heartwork, because they worked with Feldy and First Thought, Best Thought. You know, it's a no-no oh. word. But, you know, Fel- that's Feldy's, one of Feldy's uh, go-to lines. So, of course, there had to be a deluxe and there had to be like an extra nine songs. So, um I, I kind of skimmed through the songs because I just couldn't bring myself to actually listen to them all the way through. And they're terrible. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> I mean, the, the record, the, the original record hard work is fucking awful. And the deluxe is just so boring. Like if you thought the record was boring, like this is the, or like bad, this is like the boring part of the bad. It's oh, just, God. it's just so lame. And I don't, I don't understand it. And then do you, I don't know if you saw this, Jeff. So the youth have been on tour with Coed in Cambria and they've been opening up for the band. And last week, I think it was, they actually got booed off the stage. Yes. Like everybody was heckling the youth so bad and booing at them that they ended up cutting it short and just leaving the stage. Dude, Coheed fans don't fuck around. Those are masterfully crafted epics <laughs> that Coheed does. They don't fuck around. I know. And then, well, so the, the youth post about it, posted about it on their Instagram. And they said, you know, we, we had to leave the stage early because we were getting booed off the stage. I mean, they wanted sympathy, obviously. And, uh, and of course, at, because it's the used Instagram, everybody in the comments were like, well, they don't deserve to have you opening up for them. Coheed fans are idiots. Claudio doesn't know how to sing, this and that. And it's just like... What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know, man. Dude, you're comparing know. like apples to like caviar. Get out of here, Bert. <laughs> Bert. 
Uh, but yeah, this uh, this deluxe version of the record is fucking terrible. Um, so thanks, Feldy. Uh, the next thing here, Andrew WK put out a new record called God is Partying. And I mean, I, I didn't listen. To, I got through like the first three songs and I'm like, I don't know if I can finish it. So I kind of skimmed through the rest of the songs and it's just a lot of like piano kind of rock and it's just not for me. I just don't really care. I, um, I thought I was going to also. I listened to the first song. And I, was, I said, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I, I don't care. And I I stopped. I know, especially that with the it. title God is Partying. Like, yeah, I just don't. You, you could either go with like a party album or you can go with like the complete opposite and make it like an acoustic record just to kind of like be funny about it. But it just wasn't, it was whatever. Ugh. He's just, uh, I have nothing really bad to say about him. I just don't think that we're ever going to get anything I don't want to say as good as, as I get wet, just nothing as, as exciting, as unique, as fun, as, as just cool. I think fun is the best word to use for that. Nothing yeah. as fun as I get wet. That's for sure. Uh, the last thing here you put here, I didn't even know this came out, but uh, Lord put out a, uh, an EP called Te, Teao Marama. I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly, but uh, this is, these are essentially like just kind of songs she recorded during her last, record which just came out like three weeks ago called solar power which i still need to listen to but i did listen to the ep today and i put on the first song and i got i was i got like maybe a minute and a half in i'm like this isn't lord like this has to be like somebody because you know how on spotify sometimes they'll have like random artists posted as like aqua or as like a random band yeah and then it'll like get deleted after like three or four days i thought that's it was one of those cases because it didn't sound like her and then i looked it up Sure, sure shit it is because she doesn't speak in English. Yeah. She speaks in another language and it, she sings very high for the most part. And it was weird. I mean, it wasn't weird. It was just very different. I was not expecting it. I'm not like, liked a, it, right? I'm not like a huge Lord fan or anything, but I thought, uh, I thought this was good. I didn't think it was great. I, I wouldn't buy this on the vinyls and I yeah. probably won't listen to this again, but it was a cool listen. I wasn't expecting this at all. And I was, uh, I will, I'm going to listen to her, her new album because of this. Yeah. I mean, her, I, I think I like her first two records a lot. I think they're really, really good records. Pure Heroin and, and Melodrama, fucking great records. And, but I just haven't got around to listening to her new one, Solar Power. But this, uh, but apparently Solar Power doesn't sound like the CP. So, and, I guess like she was inspired by the indigenous people of New Zealand because that's where she's from. Yeah. And she pretty much sang in the, the language of those indigenous people. And I forgot the name of the language right now, but yeah, it's, it was, it uh, starts with an M and I can't pronounce it. To be honest, I didn't even know the, f- I, I, I didn't think anybody from fucking, I thought like English was 90% of their language that they speak. I didn't even fucking know. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. Uh. <laughs> New Zealand, it's fucking like it's England, right? Yeah. Well, no. Or Australia no. or something. No. no, it's the same fucking thing. They, they all they they all sound the same. I don't know. <laughs> the Aussies, <laughs> the, the Aussies and the Kiwis, yeah, yeah. You fucking you talk to anybody from either one of those countries, and they get oh, yeah. super well, offended. Of course, they get super offended when you call them new from New Zealand or Aus, Australia, it's, whatever. It's probably like like people thinking that New Yorkers sound the same as like Southerners and then we, 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 we freak out like, what are you talking about? They're fucking totally different. But to everybody else on the planet, they're just a bunch of idiots. Sound like everybody. Yeah. 
<laughs> so dumb. Well, it's not dumb, but no, their flag know. looks like fucking, fucking England's flag, dude. It's it's like the same flag. New, it's New re- they repurpose the same flags. That's all they do. That's all New the Zealand? world does. Uh, yeah, wait, what does New Zealand everybody's, flag look like? Everybody's flag is like red, white, and blue. It's everybody copied us. Oh, okay, yeah. New Zealand, yeah, that's <laughs> everybody, everybody copied, copied the flag. U.S. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, they're it's, almost identical. Like uh, Australia and Australia, and New Zealand flags are almost identical. I mean, we're not we're not like history buffs here. I'm sure we're gonna get a fucking one hell of a lesson from half of our listeners <laughs> that are messaging and say, "You fucking American cuck, so you don't know anything." We don't. So why <laughs> does their flag look like everybody else's flag? In light, so me. well, so it looks like. Well, this is so weird. So the only difference between the uh, the uh, the Australian and the New Zealand flag is one little white star is is below is in the bottom corner of the Australian flag and it's not in the New Zealand flag from what it looks like. Oh, yeah, Otherwise it is too. Oh, then also I guess the other stars are white and the other ones are red. But the design-wise, design they're identical. Dude, this is some like Mandela effect thing. Like if you show me a New Zealand flag, I would say that's <laughs> like, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that was Australia because I don't know what Australia's flag looks like. I would just say, oh, like that's some type of like Union Jack looking flag. That's, you know. Union Jack. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's just a rip off of America because we were, you know, the we oldest first, country yeah. ever. Yeah, in the yeah. world, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you've ever yeah, watched are. History of the World, part two, part, you would yeah, know part two, yeah. that we were here first. <laughs> oh my god it's so dumb yeah but anyway check check out the lord ep i liked uh, it that was cool i did too i did too get into it get into our other records too but uh new some new music angels and airwaves put out another new song from the new record called spellbound uh i didn't listen to it because i i am i'm just gonna wait to listen oh to my new, god to their now new now you're now bandwagon or get off my get off my wagon <laughs> it comes out next week come on yeah, so I, I can wait. I can wait two weeks. I'm worth the so, wait. What? That's what Tom DeLonge says. I'm worth the wait. The song. Does he say that? Yeah. No. It's, that's like the Virgin thing in high school. I'm worth the wait. Oh, that's right, huh? Remember yeah. the pins and stickers yeah, and stuff. Yeah, remember and hats that, yeah. and bow ties and everything. Yeah. <laughs> worth the wait. I remember, that was so dumb. It's just you know, it's uh, uh, like I, I don't know, like why I, I don't know, like, who cares? I don't know. Nobody cares. I don't know it's true. Uh, Limp Biscuit, a band that a lot of people still care about. I mean, I do. I definitely do. Uh, they put out a new song. Well, they didn't put out a new song, but they played a new song live called Dad Vibes. It was really cool. Dude, really it was amazing. It. <laughs> it was so good. And then mixed with like, have you seen Fred Durst's new style? Yeah, I they, love his new style. I, it's so, it's just so funny. It's so dumb. I love it. Like, it's just, it's funny how like as, as Limp Biscuit have gone on more and more like, they just care less and less about their image, so they fuck around more and more, and I love it. <laughs> Especially Fred. Oh man. It's yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm super excited for a, a new a new record, and I'm super excited yeah. for a vinyl release. So yes, you know. yes, absolutely. So uh, you can find it on YouTube. We're not gonna play it, but uh, it's a cool it's a cool new song that they played live. So get into that. Uh, Mastodon, a cool prog metal band that I'm I'm into. They put out a new song called Pushing the Tides. It's coming off of their upcoming new record. I don't think they've set a release date, but I mean, if if you're into Mastodon, I mean, you're going to like it. Uh, you're probably pretty indifferent, I'd imagine. This right? song, dude, like usually Mastodon's kind of hit or eh to me. Yeah. Like either they're good, it's like really good, or it's whatever. This song sucked. <laughs> this song was not good. This song was fucking boring. 
<laughs> Maybe in the context of the record, because the records are pretty much concept records. Yeah, that, that that's that's a, not no knock to Mastodon because the song's not very long. It's like less than three minutes, I think. Yeah, it's not like a long song, so it just it didn't. It just seemed weird. It, it I don't know. It wasn't good. I didn't like the song at all. All right, it's fair. It's fair. Uh, the next one here is Thrice. They put out a new song called Somerset Fire to the Rain. Uh, I didn't listen to it, but I'm sure you did because mm-hmm. you're still on the fence about keeping your vinyl. I'm not on the fence about it. Oh, you're not going to keep it? I don't want it. No, not at all. It's not <laughs> sold out on their website, and this song sucks. All right. The song is That's trash. Cool. That's cool. It's garbage. All right. I haven't listened to it, so I don't know. I can't. I can't El Cancion es basura. I don't know what that means. That means this song is trash. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Should have known. It really isn't Should've good. Known. It's not, dude. It's not a good song. I did not like this at all, <laughs> and it was hard to get through. But I, I said, you know, maybe it gets somewhere. Maybe something happens. No, I'm 100 <sighs> percent not wanting to keep that vinyl. So I'm hope because I like their last record. I, I really did enjoy I know, Palms. I don't, I don't know why, but I did enjoy Palms. So I'm hoping this new record will be good. You got like your AFI goggles on. Is what's happening with with Bryce right now. <laughs> Like just because you've been there for a while, so you think, yeah, fuck it. It was a good record. Yeah, it was a good record. Maybe. I guess I have to like it. No, because I don't like so, every Thrice yeah. record. That's the thing. They do have one bad record. Which one? To be everywhere is to be nowhere. Oh, uh, I don't remember that sucks. record that much, but yeah, that record sucks. But this record uh, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's only two songs you've heard, so you don't know. They're both you fucking. Know. They're, 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 it's getting worse. This is worse than the last oh. one. Debatable, debatable. Uh, the next thing here is Zebrahead. They put out a new song called "A Long Way Down." What do you think of this one? It was good. This is the, really? another song. Yeah, this is fine. What, nothing wrong with this. It's great. I, you make no fucking sense. What are you talking about? You, I, it's just, I, there was like nothing. I just didn't think anything of this song. This is Zebrahead for the past like three or four records. They like this is this is what they do now, and it's fine. I just I, maybe I just don't like that new singer. I. He's he's too emo for the band. It doesn't. I feel like his style doesn't fit the band. It's weird. Zebrahead Zebrahead is a band. I don't know. Like like their first like four albums were like great. They were fantastic. Yeah. And then once they got to I think like their own record label or something like that happened. The MFRSBQT whatever it's called. <laughs> I think when that happened is when they started getting more like snotty emo. Okay. Yeah. But. But the guy's still in the band, like the original singer. I mean, it's he's not... Well, one he, of the singers, yeah. Yeah, but he's... I mean, I think his name's Ali something. I don't know fucking his last name is. But Ali is like the singer of the band. And they go like back and forth and stuff. But it's it's fine. It's <laughs> fine pop punk stuff. But they still they still incorporate a lot of heavier... It's quick, like No Effects does it real quick. There's still a lot of like heavy metal thrash mm-hmm. stuff that's incorporated in there. Not in this song, but... They do it occasionally. Yeah, but on the the songs that I've heard off the new record with the new singer, it doesn't really seem that way. I don't know. I just It'll 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 be fine. It'll be fine. I mean, I hope so for your sake. Well, um so the next thing we got two songs left, real quick. Papa Roach. I don't know why why I keep putting Papa Roach on here. They put out a new song co- called Kill the Noise, and I thought maybe it might have been a play on like Bring the Noise, but uh, it wasn't, and it really sucks. It was really bad, like, like John felt like John Feldman bad. It sucks. It's, it's I don't know what those, I was expecting. 
it's it's one of those songs that like that you think is going to be a little electronic based, a little a little faster, a little heavier, like metalcore, but not horrible metalcore. You think it's going to be that, yeah, and then it just becomes like uh, generic shit, <laughs> trash. It's like the one they like like nerd. the other one they did with Fever three three three. Like you oh, you think. So you think like, okay, cool. On paper, this sounds great. Let's say that Papa Roach come back. And on Papa Roach's last album, there was a couple songs where they did that. Towards the end of the song, it would like double time and get into something really fucking cool. But you had to sit through three minutes of bullshit. <laughs> but realistically, Papa Roach hasn't been Papa Roach since actually Infest. whatever album came out after Infest. Oh, yeah. What was that? Love, Hate, Tragedy or something like that? I don't know. but I think that's what it was called. But yeah, so so we got that, and then the last thing here is Billy Talent. Uh, they put out a song called "End of Me." Did you like this? I didn't like it. I didn't hate I didn't it. Either. I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. I put it in there because because Rivers from from Weezer is featured vocalist on it, and they have four songs out. And Billy Talent's a band that their first few albums I think are fucking killer, absolutely yeah, really killer. Good. Yeah. So I'm I I uh, I didn't listen to all four of the songs, but I don't know. Maybe go somewhere. Who knows? Maybe I feel like this. I felt like this song didn't really go anywhere. It was. It was. Uh, I don't know. It was okay. It was. Yeah. It was okay. At, okay at best, but I don't bad. know. I just didn't. Well, no, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was. I got through it, and I wasn't annoyed. But it was also a song like I. I don't remember anything about it at all. That's true. I don't remember. I. I. I, I have no idea. <laughs> it's very. I didn't remember Rivers' part. I. Didn't, I didn't even know Rivers was on it. <laughs> <laughs> like I on it until you until you said it like a minute ago. I didn't even know he was on it. <laughs> yeah. I really did not. So there you go. There you go. It's sad. It's sad. So, uh, yeah. You got anything else for this episode? No. That's uh, that's it. That's all. All right. Cool. Uh, so yeah, this is Asinai Radio. Thank you all for listening to the pod. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinai Radio. And thank you all for listening. And uh, that's it. That's, that's all. all. Thank you.